0: Welcome to Season 1, Episode 2 of But Then What? This was live streamed on September 12th over on our Twitch channel, Autumn Moon Studios. Uh, And unfortunately, I failed as a producer for about the first 15-20 minutes of the stream and there was a horrible, echoey, double vocal the dreaded double vocal that no audio engineer can ever fix and so I am here to tell you what happened in those first few minutes and then we'll jump right into the storytelling with our incredible cast for this episode you had me uh Sierra aka Mystic as your host um I am you know you know me from here. I don't have to say more than that. We also have on Vin, who is known as VinvoxVA on all of his socials. Incredible TTRPG performer, voice actor, uh, fantastic human all around, and he is with us on this episode, helping us tell a story. We also have Alice, or Hellion Heart, as uh, they are known on the interwebs, uh, TTRPG performer as well, game designer, well known to the community as performer, and you can find them at Hellion Heart. Um, they, they do themselves better justice than I will in the outros, uh, as they talk about themselves, but that is, that's who is on the episode. Um, we're playing a story game, just like episode one, and, uh, We generated a random plot. The random plot we generated was that the protagonist was an empress and was sometimes stoic. The secondary character was a young boy with a penchant for peculiarity, I believe. And the plot was about a power struggle. And we got bonus points if we made it about... Classic fairy tales. From there, we picked a number, or Ven and Alice picked a number between 1 and 10. Try and guess which one I was thinking of. I was thinking of 4, which meant that Alice got to go first. Uh, and they described a beautiful moonlit beach, a young boy standing on the beach, new moon, barely, barely bright behind them. Only to see a person running, with a purse that clearly was not theirs, away from an opposite direction. The boy then asked the guards chasing after this burglar what was going on, and caught a glimpse of the Iron Empress off behind them in the distance. The purse that the burglar was carrying did not match their outfit, clearly It wasn't theirs. The guards, out of breath, tried to say that they needed to get to stop the burglar. Um, And so the boy pursued them. uh, And the young boy, whose name becomes Speedy, stops the burglar in his tracks. The burglar hands over the burgled purse very easily, and while Speedy heads home for the evening looking inside, uh, he Doesn't seem really anything of note. He takes it home. He tells his family what has happened. They do not believe him, as he is a known wise tale teller. And then they go to sleep, wake up the next day, needing to fulfill their normal obligations, their family being carpenters who sell in the marketplace. And as they're eating breakfast, there's a knock on the door as the guards say they need Speedy and the bag to go with them to the keep to meet the empress that is where we will start the story where the echo has stopped and we bring back in the original audio from our stream. That he can tell and entertain the Iron Empress with. Sorry, I forgot the name. <laughs> and once he is out the the palace where the Iron Empress is staying, this place that is only opened every once in a while, uh, he starts to have second thoughts. I'm gonna pass it to Vin, cause I started early. And
1: what child doesn't have a little bit of mischief, especially uh, a kid like Speedy. Uh, as they do travel to the um, Iron Empress, her chambers, her station, um, What have they prepared uh, for uh, her visit? He's fiddling with the bag. And as he uh, touches the crown, he can feel it shift and quiver and make possibly noises because that's totally not my cat misbehaving right now. Uh, (laughs) And as he like finds this like Rubik's cube like quality with the crown, it collapses. It gets smaller from a crown to a circlet, from a circlet to a bracelet, uh, and from a bracelet to a ring. I think everyone is too preoccupied with the fanfare of him being paraded and I am so sorry. Uh, (laughs) He's managed to uh, not necessarily slip the ring on his finger but it has uh, magically, uh, pun intended, Found his way into his pocket instead, and by the time they do reach the door, he just goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> Which totally a gasp, a pale face, just putting on the act of a sentry. He might have gotten away with the crown and just like opens the bag, and this is not there. It's to uh, the guards' uh, fear and possibly a future employment detriment. Um, So (laughs) they're like, okay, you found him before. We trust you, hero, hero of the city, Speedy. We need you to find the crown. And he gives a little two finger salute, turns about face and marches right back out. And the guards end up just standing there still as uh, the forest surrounding the town. And once he gets far enough, he just skips right back uh, out to the city streets. He's thumbing the ring in his pocket and from reverse back from uh, the ring to the bracelet to the circlet and puts the circlet on his head like a, a dainty little tiara. And the kids uh, start to swarm him just asking him so many questions, asking, oh, did uh, he meet the queen? Oh, meet the empress? Uh, Did he see someone get executed? Just all sorts of off the wall, odd questions about what happened.
2: Yeah. And like children are wont to do, of course, Speedy. Well, I mean, I helped the empress. I saved her life. I'm telling you, there was an assassin after her and none of the guards could do anything and i managed to knock him out and put him they put him they put him in a big dungeon and because the empress was so so impressed with me um she um she gave me a crown and said that i am going to be the next empress after her um because obviously, like, I have I have the circlet now. So that makes me the next empress. And he is just kind of swanning about at that point, a little jaunt in his step as he uh, continues to amass this little crowd of other children who begin to whisper amongst themselves about, oh, if Speedy's going to be empress, then... Or his friends maybe maybe will will also be empresses or at least like co-empresses um, and it's just this energy just runs amongst these children who are now trying to sort themselves out in favor amongst their slightly odd friend who has found himself in this situation this crowd of children also begin to pull in adults who knowing children are a little less trusting and a little more indulgent oh speedy he's probably picked up a trinket from the marketplace his parents must have given him just a little bit of pocket money and here he is playing emperor Though, as speedy finger, like fingers the circlet, showing off the little tricks it can do, before placing the circlet once more amongst his, on his head, he, well, I don't know about you, but now that I am the next empress, I'm going to build my palace in the forest. And it is going to be the most grandest palace of them all. And whoever helps me build the best palace is going to be my guard leader. Yeah, is going to be my next guard leader. And Speedy takes this little gaggle of children with him as he just marches very confidently off into the Yeah. Speedy marches confidently
0: out into the woods, not necessarily realizing that more than half the day has gone already and that it will be dark soon as he goes. He plays with the circlet, changing it to its various forms, and begins to wear it as a ring as he gets further and further into the dark of the trees, realizing that he is alone amongst the beasts and the burglars and the bandits known to frequent this road. He doesn't himself know much magic, but he thinks that if he were to just stay up here long enough maybe stay a night out in the woods on his own and build some kind of building from sticks and wood that he finds around, the kids may begin to believe him that his story and his uh, his ability to move forward with this I am the next empress idea will be fulfilled. So he settles into a little tree, the nook and cranny, uh, Crickets chirping all around him, and the sound of the distant shore, the waves not far behind, as the moon is once again shining high in the trees. And he wakes with a start, not realizing he's fallen asleep to the <laughs> of an owl sitting in the tree above him. He's afraid. Speedy looks around. I'm gonna be the next empress. And just starts saying things, forcing himself to laugh at the shadows, the stick figures that form ghostly shapes around him in the night. You don't scare me. (laughs) That's not a real sword, that's a stick. (laughs) Uh, I'm the next empress. I have a crown, see? Takes the ring off. Changes it back to a circlet, puts it on his head. You can call me the Iron Empress, Speedy, the Iron Empress. And as he's saying this, he begins to sort of walk and wander away from where he fell asleep. He trips as his foot gets lodged in a root he didn't see in the darkness. He sits himself up and you just hear, Hoo, 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 hoo. Almost as if the owl is following, laughing as he trips in this woods, He looks around, he doesn't know where he is. And this newfound power that he's created for himself doesn't mean anything anymore. And
1: as the night grows darker and the sounds of the wild grow even more threatening, he's ambling. Uh, one foot at a time, pausing for his uh, heartbeat to catch up. And he's still murmuring, I'm, I'm the Empress, I'm, I'm the Empress, and the, the Empress does not cry and Just Washing his face off in tears and um, the fluttering of those big wings when the owl just seems so much louder and louder until those wings sound like the crunch of footsteps. And he pauses, and he turns around, panicked, and doesn't see anything. he just keeps going, still whispering of all the things that he can do as Empress, that his guardsmen would protect him, and that the tower would protect him and their swords would protect him and there's nothing to protect him. <laughs> and as those footsteps get heavier and heavier, he can feel his head get a little bit lighter as the circlet is taken off his head by that same looming figure from the night prior. And He doesn't do anything, just takes the crown and ruffles his head and walks on into the night beyond him. Meanwhile, at the castle, uh, (laughs) uh, there's an empress missing a crown and she's been very patient with the fanfare and the locals and her incompetent guards. And when it comes down to the night, uh, the room uh, she's been given uh, dimly lit with candles. I enjoy tomfoolery as much as the next person, but I find myself a little disappointed. Her words cut through the room like steel, Mm -hmm. as if her tongue was made of daggers. Uh, Her guards kind of shift uh, nervously uh, at the warning. Um, We, we did recover the crown, and then the crown was um, not necessarily uh, returned. There was a child who found it. Um, small boy, I think they called him Speedy. We sent him to recover the ring,
2: crown, so in like listing the names. <laughs> the <good> sent <laughs> a child to recover my crown, the only thing, the only thing I truly cherish, the seat of my power in this empire, and you sent a child to recover it. The Empress's face is hard the glint in her eye the only show of emotion on her face as she looks down her nose at these guards who are practically trembling in their armor now i mean, my my imperial majesty um I, I mean to be fair he was the one that found the crown and he was the one that saw the thief best and to be fair we thought that it, if he if he found him once, he could buy he could find him again, and y- you know. Like a young boy should ask for help if he was having trouble finding it, but he seemed very sure of himself. And I mean, <laughs> if you cannot find my crown, I have no use for you. I have to be the one to find it myself. So, either you three find it, or I find it. And at this point, it is going to be a race to see who gathers it first. Without another word, the Empress vacates her throne, walking stately, calmly. She has been trained all of her life to never, never show weakness, never show anger, aggression, and definitely not the fury she sees now because whoever holds that crown is, in fact, the emperor, the leader of the people. That is who the throne will accept. And she has to find it. And in, in her dressing room, she changes from her stately robes, her gorgeous tailored gown into much rougher road clothes, pants and and armor, hide, and her trusted sword. Because it, there is not just a child in the middle of this. As she dons her armor and her travel
0: clothes, her sword at her hip, she wanders down the stairs of this keep she frequents maybe once or twice a year and finds her favorite horse in the stable. A gray dapple with a long mane and a long tail and bright blue eyes, she pats it on the head. You'll help me find this child, right? She saddles the horse and gets on its back. And before she leaves, the guards have slowly made their way down, following after her, almost in disbelief that she would challenge them in this way. That she herself would go out amongst the people and try to recover this crown, as if she didn't believe that they could do it. And they're like, well, uh, he's... Like, this tall, and he looks like this, and... Uh... Are you... Are you gonna be... Should we go with you? She just looks at them. That defeats the purpose of what we're trying to do here. Go. And they sort of, like, scatter like rats and run in circles and run into each other, and then parts from the stables uh, in a sort of a fanfare of disjointed dexterity as they go. She climbs aside her horse and in their briefing of the Empress, they let her know where they found Speedy, where the market, the merchant uh, area was and where he lives with his family. We hear horses' hooves on the cobblestone streets as the horse ventures down and there's a hearty three knocks on a heavy wooden door the same way the guards had knocked earlier this morning the mother and father look at each other like oh gosh what has he done now (laughs) and they open the door to find the empress although i'm not sure they recognize her even having seen many paintings sketches drawings and in the leaflets that are handed out across the town They second-guess it and say, Can I... Do I know you? And also, can I help you? Uh, I'm sorry, we're closed right now. Is there something that you need? Um, And the Empress looks at them. You may call me Sophie. And yes, I need to find Speedy. The parents look at each other in disbelief. Sophie, as in the Iron Empress... Uh,
1: (laughs) No, it's Sophie as in Sophie, that's my name. Despite like not doing much disguise, uh, (laughs) uh, who she is, her posture is still very straight. Um, The armor she's wearing, very stately, not a ding, mark, cut, what have you. And for the sake of respect, Speedy's parents just play along with it. Clearly, there is some dire situation and Speedy hasn't gotten home. Um, Of course, they see this opportunity to first apologize, not necessarily grovel, but have deep condolences for whatever uh, their son has done Uh, but mentions that he goes off into the woods. He plays around with friends that he could possibly uh, be with one of them. Uh, There is uh, still a layer of worry, but he does this all the time. So he does come back unscathed, hopefully. Um, But she does stop the conversation short and uh, returns to uh, Edgar and travels to the forest. Um, Meanwhile, Speedy is... um, still quite lost and now on top of trying to find his way home trying to recover the circlet uh the footsteps have miraculously for him um slowed back into wings so he's trying to follow the owl and possible glints of the ring uh, clutched in his talons uh eventually uh, he does reach the edge of the forest just as the empress uh, and her horse uh, touch uh, the transition from a cobblestone to earth. And he's mixed excited to see the empress and then his stomach drops, oh, it's the empress. I, I, and just like makes all these different noises that don't necessarily come into words yet. And she just lifts a hand. I understand that you found my crown. I I did it, and I did it and there's a burden. It just like makes these giant flapping laughing notions that don't necessarily make sense at the moment. That's that's quite alright. You can still help me. Maybe this could um erase your sentence by a few years and the smile is mischievous so she doesn't necessarily mean it but he, he takes it so seriously Yeah, it was uh, 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 it's, it, i was joking it was i, I can jest Like, she lifts her face to smile like her lips aren't used to smiling anymore <laughs> and we'll find it
2: But then why? Oh. 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 And like this, these just like fat tears are still sp- like streaming down Speedy's face. Um and the Empress's smile is pr- not as reassuring as she means it to be. It is unfamiliar and a little jagged and probably a little menacing this small child. Yes, um, ma'am, Empress Lady, uh, yeah, I, yeah, um, just, uh, don't, don't, don't tell my mom about this, and if I'm gonna go to jail, if I really am out go jail, um, you, you gotta promise that my sister isn't going to steal my room. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, while, like, he is just kind of babbling and sobbing, the empress just lifts him up onto her horse. And, okay, child. I see this is not going to be a civilized conversation while you calm down. So can you at least point me in the direction that man-bird that stole my crown went? And he just kind of waves like a little wobbling finger off um, back into the forest and the uh, empress begins to set off in that general direction. Um, Without the beating of the owl's wings this forest is quiet. It is still in the way that nature should not be still and The only sound, branches and leaves breaking underneath uh, hooves. So boy, tell me what did happen to my crown. I I, I mean, I found it last night and he, he disappeared and... And Speedy kind of just, like, looks down at his hands. Um, and He disappeared, and I, I didn't realize that the crown wasn't in the bag until this morning, because I was walking with the guards, and I realized it wasn't there, and then they told me, you, Speedy, Speedy, you have to go find it. If you don't find it, you're going to go to jail for a very long time, so you're responsible for it, because it was supposed to be with you. And I said, yes, sir, yes, sir, and I walked into the forest and i found the burglar guy and he waved crown in front of me and ran off
0: i see she says this edgar slows his pace to a, a low trot have you seen this owl before in town or is this a new experience you said you're in the woods quite often Um, I think that I've seen owls before. There's one that follows me around. No one believes me because I tell lots of stories. He like catches the fact that he's like admitting finally to someone that he likes to weave these eccentric uh, riddled with lies stories for himself. Are you lying when you tell these stories, Speedy? Because empresses don't lie. At least not when it matters. Speedy goes, Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I do do that sometimes. Hey, look! At that moment, there's like a whoo of a giant owl that flies in front of Edgar and the Iron Empress and Speedy uh, as they head back toward the beach. They watch as it transforms from the form of a giant bird to the form of a man, silhouetted once again by the moon, the waves crashing in front of them. And Sophie says... Why don't you stay here, okay? Take care of Edgar. As she dismounts and begins to walk toward this howling man in the distance. Speedy looks around, pats Edgar, who stomps his hoof and like shakes his body, clearly agitated to be left behind. We follow her. (laughs) The horse kind of like gets a little glint in its eyes. It looks back at the small boy on its back and starts to slowly move forward, almost as if the horse is aware of the fact that its shoes will make noise on this road. It steps very slowly and consciously as it continues down the path. They begin to hear the conversation between the empress and the burglar on the beach. I told you to be discreet, she says. Hard to be discreet when there's a woman and a child trying to chase after me, the man says in a very measly voice. Is it done? She says. But
1: then what? (laughs) (laughs) I have to hold
0: this plot now. Uh, (laughs) uh, I will reset the time so you have all of it. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you.
2: It was done to the best of my
0: ability.
1: What's that? He points his uh, head over uh, to Speedy, who is trotting up. With Edgar, who seems to get a little more trepidatious as uh, uh, they approach. Uh, Sophie uh, does a little defiant sniff. Don't worry about him, he's just a child. You should be off. Where? And he just kind of snorts. Uh, and then Speedy comes up. You! And just go, you! Like, they're they pointing Vatican right each other, just like equally matched and challenged. <laughs> enough, enough. Sweetie, you've done very well. And I thank you for your heroics. You should go home now. Everything will be fine. And perhaps you can take Edgar back to the stables for me. Um, he's, he's just really big and I I, I don't really I I don't trust myself with I uh, and he's trying to piece what's going on and the burglars just kind of like getting uh, more impatient not necessarily stomp but you can tell by the energy just is coming off in disgusting ways that he wants this little thing gone and uh what she does do is just pull Uh, the bracelet uh, off of him and does the same uh, reconfiguring from the circlet to the crown again and just places it uh, atop her head. See, everything is fine. In fact, I'll take Edgar and uh, Speedy, still a little uncomfortable, just kind of shies away, just takes steps backwards until he eventually uh, turns and goes home, quote unquote. Uh, what he does do is uh, wait a ways away, uh, still watching uh, as the two have their conversation. <sighs> this was a little bit... Tumultuous, as they would say, to think that <laughs> the crown was in the hands of a child. Well, if you had to let me do as I had wanted, there just wouldn't have been a problem. He says through gritted teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear.
2: Um... From behind a tree, Speedy watches the two stand off. Well, this is all, what, one of your games again, my majesty. See how long I can keep the crown you stole from me in the first place all those many years ago and I see how long it takes for you to track me down. I mean, it's a fun game, isn't it? After all, if you continue to try to take back this empire, I'm going to be there to stop you, to take back what is mine and call it a game. I mean, I'm certainly enjoying myself at these times. Speedy doesn't really know what to make of this conversation. It seems that while there is some animosity between these two and the way that adults can fight without raising their voices it's almost like They're telling their own stories. And I mean, who's going to believe him if he tells this one? This is Baker for a really good story. And after all, like, mom and dad, like, I'm already gone so long, and they, who knows where they think I'm at. So maybe this can be even better. (laughs) And. He continues just hiding until he feels a hand upon his shoulder, a figure melting out of shadow. Oh, a little boy in the woods. The little empress you're calling yourself, right? Well, the little empress. Let's add another player to this game. And with a shout, the two on the beach, watch as Speedy is pulled deep into these shadows, forcing themselves to stop their arguing.
0: look what you made me do sophie says to this burglar man i didn't do anything you brought the kid here he just says through his teeth take it changes the circlet back to a batch of honor she seems to be able to shift it into different forms attaches it to the cloak of this man who now seems to be dressed in like a tailored black suit and tails. You knew we were hiding it from her the whole time anyway. We failed. Guess we have to save this boy from the Witch of the Woods now. Flash to Speedy, who doesn't remember how he got where he is but looks around to find his bum his feet his hands in a pile of mud as he's in some sort of corral there are pigs rooting around around him and a trowel full of slop on the other side what in the hell oh I'm not supposed to say that word. Uh... One of the pigs said, first time. And Speedy's like, did you just talk to me? You're a pig. Pig's will talk. Am I dreaming? Pinches himself really hard. It hurts. Uh, what is going on?
2: Is it? <sighs>
0: You see, like, this wispy shadow floating in the distance away from the place where Speedy is kept out into the trees. Seems to be stringing some sort of magic Speedy's very unfamiliar with from one tree to another in the path that leads to her home. And then all of a sudden, the smoke pushes up towards Speedy just across the wooden branches that make up sort of the pen that these hogs are caught or kept in. Eat this. Flicks him a little square treat. It looks like a handmade pastry and smells divine of cinnamon and cardamom and butter. Speedy looks at the shadowy. He who doesn't seem to ever take a full corporeal <laughs> but then what
1: <laughs> uh sophia and the burglar uh take off towards the woods uh even though uh, he's dressed in these stately clothes he does a defiant flip of the tailcoat of the suit and turns back into a bird. Uh, this time much more sleek, uh, either a raven or cross on Corvette, and flies ahead as Sophie uh races on Edgar. Uh despite this, as they're going through the town, they are still yelling back and forth, bickering, um, as siblings do, uh, uh throughout the streets. Uh the parents ask about Speedy and uh that does quiet them for a second, but they still press onward uh, deep into the woods. Uh, Meanwhile, Speedy is really contemplating uh, this tree and the witch just seems to be a little bit sweeter too in comparison, because who else offers you nice things in the middle of a pig pen, who will worry about that? Uh, And with the judgment of a child, because you know, 14, uh, he eats it and his mouth kind of tingles what he assumes may be the spices, but as it gets worse, he thinks maybe it's an allergy as uh, his mouth and jaw reconfigures that of a swine and instead of a startled scream, it is that uh, nasally screech that pigs uh, give. And while he thrashes and panics, the witch is uh, delighted uh, in her trickery. And another pig just shakes his head in sadness. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> meanwhile, uh, the siblings do make it to the witch's lair. Con, uh, but, uh, the word I'm thinking of? Cottage, there we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sophie has the uh, has her sword brandished. Edgar is in some bushes, enjoying some berries because this isn't his fight. Uh, and the burglar uh, stomps down as uh, a full-bodied person again. Uh, the witch is still quite delighted as she steps gingerly out, arms crossed, <laughs> and gives a little cackle. We weren't expecting more players in this game. So we politely ask for his retrieval. Oh, it's you're a little too late. She sniggers. And Sophie uh, steps forward with the sword brandished and ready to fight. And that's when I say, But that
2: then, <laughs> then what? <laughs> As Sophie steps forward, sword ready to take down the switch. I mean, young, young empress. If you are going to slay me, you're never going to find the boy. The sword begins to lower I mean, after all, he is just but an innocent and the crossfire, isn't he? And you've lost so many in your little games. Maybe what's one more, but at the same time, an innocent's life. <sighs> Sophie just rolls her eyes, look. What is it that you want? The crown? The empire? No. If I want power, I can have it. I've accumulated much in my time. What I want... is your brother's jacket. I... Request his changing form. That's easy enough, isn't it? You don't have to give up your crowns or your life, and you get to walk away with the young boy. Sophie looks back at her brother, who clutches this suit tuxedo jacket just a little closer to his chest. She knows what it means to him, what it meant to them many, many years ago. If he loses it, he loses not only his ability to shift forms, but he will be stuck. He will be one of the Seven Ravens forevermore again that their stepmother had turned him into long ago. I mean, after all, he was cursed into one form. He should live his life in it. And I would like the power it holds. If you're interested in games so much, which the brother steps forward, let's play a new one.
0: And as the brother steps forward and says, let's play a new one, you watch as a stampede of pink-bellied pigs runs toward the now corporeal form of the witch, knocking her off of her feet and onto the ground, Espediel's charge leading them along the way in protection of his iron empress. Uh, help me, change me back, he yells, as they continue to sort of step and stomp on this shadowy form of the this forest witch. Uh, and Sophie and her brother look at each other. What the, I just, uh, what? <laughs> the kid is a hog, okay. Uh, and Sophie runs into the house. Um, it seems that as the hogs step on the shadowy form of the switch. It's harder and harder for her to take a shape of a body, to pull herself back together. And the magic she has imbued herself with is constantly pulling her apart into this shade form. The brother, quick on his feet, sees a jug that was used for some kind of pickling in the past and begins to quickly scoop the witch up into the jug as the hogs continue to stomp on them, catching all the pieces up as he goes in the sand and the dirt. And then quickly putting the top onto this jug, the sister comes back with a handful of pastries. Was it one of these? Speedy just says, yeah, and it tasted weird, sparkly. Don't eat that one. He nudges it off with the, the plate with his nose. That one's does this. Do you guys know what the other ones do? And he looks back at the rest of the pigs, who all start talking now. The witch, you can see the shadowy form of a face press against the glass of this pickling jar. She cries out in an echoey distance. No, what are you doing? I want your shit. just stands there with this corked glass jar. You need to learn some manners. As Sophie begins to like sniff and put down all of these pastries. But there's one last puzzle. Which one of these is correct? How do they turn Speedy back? Sophie is not very familiar with magic, let alone this type of baking witchcraft do they test them all and risk the boy's life? this boy who's now saved her-
1: and speedy uh ever so patient not at all uh starts running around as his little picks up and eventually uh, the brother scoops him up and kind of inches uh his little uh, split hooves into the jacket so they can share it. And they he springs back up temporarily as a person. Uh, and then he shifts the jacket into a cloak. So they're at least human together um, as long as the uh, cloak would allow. Uh, maybe we should ignore those. Maybe we'll all turn to pigs. We don't all need to be pigs. And he's just kind of like waddling forward with the brother kind of hunched and toe and grumbling about it. Um, and instead of looking at what was already baked, uh, he reaches for a grimoire slash cookbook, because why not? And it's just a rumming uh, through the pages uh, for another transformation uh, base, spell, bread, pastry, what have you.
2: I help my mom cook all the time because my sisters can't.
1: <laughs> they can boil, <laughs> they can burn water and just telling everybody's <laughs> problems in the house uh, as he starts baking. Uh, just looking through the ingredients and giving things either absolute intuition or uh, avoiding things that gave him that like really nasty uh a tingle in his mouth. Meanwhile, the witch is just howling mad and shaking in the jar, but not having any progress. And at this point, uh, while uh, she watches uh, her brother and Speedy kind of work in tandem, four arms, one body uh, (laughs) around the kitchen and just sits there with her boot on top of the jar so it stops moving, Uh, eventually, uh, even some of the pigs uh, start helping uh, them with the baking. Hopefully uh, they'll be able to transform too, or some are just actual pigs who learn how to talk through uh, this magic uh, compopulation. Um, but now every, what's left is to uh, let the dirt rest, slide in the oven with the water bath. Uh, and they wait. They're, they're still stillness of the moment and like the random clanking, grumbling of the witch. Uh, they may be successful with how uh, angry she's gotten. And they just collapse with a very heavy sigh. This has really been worth it. Are you having fun? Oh, I'm having loads. Completely sarcastic with this kid kind of like uh, dancing uh, with excitement. Uh, as the uh rise.
2: But then what? Then what? As uh, the two or siblings are forced together in this wait. Probably a lot more time than they've spent together in the last century or so. Um uh, and it makes for a really awkward conversation. As they watch the loaves gently rise in the oven. Speedy talking the entire time. Yeah. Um, like after she after she turned me into a witch, um, like at a pig that the witch, um, you know, she she made me run around and do tricks and made me jump through a burning hoop. I don't know why anyone Would want to be a pig. It's not fun and it's just a lot of mud and uh, slop does not taste good. And like at this point, the two adults have learned that what Speedy has to say is generally a figment of his own mind, especially as the witch in her mist form rocking a cigar. You little brat. No, I didn't do any of that. I just stuck you in a pin, waiting for these two to come, and I will... I will have the wings at last to escape this forest as soon as I get out of here and take that cloak from you. Oh, I think not. And Sophie just kind of tilts the jar a little sideways just to knock the witch off kilter and... Brother, why? Why do we do this after so many centuries? Is it... the throne you're after? It's yours now, oh great iron emperor. Though I'm not convinced you could lead a horse to water in the middle of a lake. (laughs) You know it's more than that, sister. It is what we are left to do. Fight over a throne that neither of us care to have. Power corrupting power and You just do a better job at it. and What am I left to do as one pig shouts, they're dead.
0: The pigs uh, use their hooves to push the pan out, knocking the loaves all over the floor as they gobble them up heartily some of them transform into human forms of varying sizes and shapes and colors others stay pigs because they were always pigs uh the magic of these loaves was simply to reverse a magic not to change the inherent shape of something and as speedy becomes himself again he looks up i'll be the empress I already told everyone I was the empress. I'll be it, I'll be the empress. And the brother looks at Speedy. You mean the emperor. Emperor? You could be an empress, I guess, if you want. I wanna be an empress. That's me, Speedy, the great bread emperor. (laughs) He raises a hand to the sky. The siblings look at each other. Shrug. Not until you get old enough, alright kid? But sure. You come to any time. It's gonna be a lot of work, a lot of education. A lot of travel. Parents have to say okay. Are you- serious you're gonna let me be the emperor a 14 year old boy you must really not like it never mind i don't want it i don't want to be an emperor anymore i don't i don't you you can wear your crown uh (laughs) and they both kind of deflate the siblings in their chair like oh even if this was a reckless and silly decision it was gonna get us out of this place Speedy sees this and, being fast on his feet, he says, What if you didn't have to be the emperor anymore? What if you were both in charge and also were very supported by other people who were very smart and good at their jobs? The siblings look at each other. You're talking about changing the entire structure of our empire. It's not as simple as you say, Speedy. I'm just saying, like, it's not impossible. Like, if you're really unhappy and you'd never die, like that's a that's a long time to do something that you don't really want to do, you know? Like maybe you uh change. He smiles really big at them. And the witch shakes the glass. <laughs> but then what <laughs>
1: Maybe we can change, just echoes the words a bit. And as she does so, uh, she takes the jar and puts it on the highest shelf and just gives uh, the witch a very gracious bow and corrals uh, the pigs, uh, what were pigs? Uh, Leading a very interesting march back into the village. Um, Petey's still jabbering on about, El Speedy is still jabbering on about uh, different ways they could split the empire. Uh, he can't find the word democracy yet. He hasn't gotten there in his in his social studies. Uh, but the the siblings are regarding him as best they could. Uh, the father's still kind of muttering about his coat being dirty and smelling a little bit like piglet just like snorts down uh, at Speedy, who takes a mild offense to that, uh, given his uh, recent transformation. Uh, Eventually, uh, they part only for uh, Speedy to go home and tell his parents about everything that happened, being lost in the woods, being found by the owl man. The owl man ended up being the Empress's sibling and they were mean to each other, but then they were nice to each other and how they both don't like being uh, empress and this is just being regarded as one of his fast little tales, because <laughs> they ask where is the empress now and the burglar brother and when he points outside they're not there they've already returned uh to the keep and the brother is back to a bird then there's necessarily the owl that uh he steals as but uh Just a dove, something small, something inconspicuous, something that the Empress might have as a pet just to get past the guards. Um, Together they are sitting uh, in her room uh, regarding the badge back to a bracelet, which is probably the um, more favorite form between them. Well, he wasn't wrong, but I don't know how we can make that right just murmurs we could break it excuse me i we were saying impossible things and i was just suggesting something impossible as <laughs> he has his chance to toy with it it could be impressed emperor, what have you and then what we curse a child with immortality that's very gracious of you your majesty you should definitely be in charge of things uh it just like kind of spins it and the two just have
2: the the one. one. <laughs> we're so close the to two the <laughs> just continue their moments i mean there are worse things than naming an heir for when we do decide to finally go up this cursed life of ours after all, we rushed into this foolhardy each taking half a deal. Maybe it's not the worst thing to dismantle it all. After all, metal, even magic metal can be broken. And who knows maybe a 14 year old can be the best bread empress this empire has ever seen. Oh, sister. I, I don't know what decision we need to make with this. Giving away the throne, destroying the throne, letting the people do what they want. It means the end of you and me with time and Maybe that's the choice we make. Though I'm not really sure we should trust an empire to a child that will also continue to lie to everyone considering I did take the circlet for as the crowd was from him in the forest while he was marching around proclaiming he was the Iron Empress. I mean, we were children once, brother. <sighs> Maybe we make this into a grand game. Hide the crown and see who finds it first. Tell them that whoever's can wield it will be the Grand Empress, the emperor. the whatever they want to make the crown into, with this empire into. Maybe we put it on the shelf next to the witch. Just let it disappear, just like many empires have into the past. And they continue talking this way into the night, not really making a decision. Not really knowing what their next move should be as dawn breaks over the horizon once more and the guards come tripping over themselves to see the sight.
0: But then what? (laughs) (laughs) The guards approach the room where the empress normally takes tea. Opening the door to find... Nothing but a horseshoe necklace on one chair and a large owl feather on the other. And a note that simply says, let the games begin. And that is where we find an end to our But Then What Story? for this episode. That was so fun. Y'all are great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was
1: so much fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Improv. Yeah. Yay.
2: Yeah. We tried to toss every fairy tale I know out. <laughs> something but you sick. did it and it worked.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, well, cool. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We've come to the end of episode two of season one of But Then What? We have another episode coming up in October with a horror-specific stream featuring, uh, uh, some friends, including S.S. Ambrose, Wes... (gasps) And another super special guest as we Wait, there is more than
1: one west in the tabletop space.
0: Oh that's true. Carrion. Yeah. <laughs> you be my favorite people in the world. You mean-
2: we all get to tune
1: in and watch. Oh my goodness. goodness. Award winning. Um award winning, yeah. Ambrose and Carrying and Comfort Studios, Wes Frank's graphic designer. Those are my besties. That's why I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> and one more super special guest that I'm not going to spoil yet for a horror-themed October episode. Second Tuesday of the month. We'll be here. And yeah, this was fantastic. Uh, I've been your host, Mystic. Sometimes people call me Sierra. Uh, you can catch me here at Autumn Moon Studio all over the socials as Mystic Musing in some form of that. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I have a book coming out next Tuesday. If you're into short stories, uh, you can find that wherever you buy your books. It's called We May Not All Be Heroes. And uh, it's a collection of 10 short stories. Super
2: exciting. Everyone
0: should go buy it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll pass it to Vin.
1: Oh my gosh, hi again. Uh, again, I'm Vin at VinVoxVA on Twitter. Uh, that's where most of my shenanigans are. But if you want to see me more professional, uh, check out my website, VinVox.com, where you find my demo reels, my resume, home studio information, and contact me if you want to uh, pay me, give me work. I, I love working. Uh, and I'll slide it to Alice.
2: Hi, guys. I'm Alice. You can find me everywhere online at Alice Hart or Hellion Hart. Uh, my card is aliceheart.carrd.co. That has everything I've been in, uh, the socials where you can find everything I will be in, uh, the games I make, and the production company I'm in called Feathered Freaks Productions. Um, if you'd like to see more of me, uh, the next stream I am on will be. This Friday, I'm, I'll be playing Ready, Set, Bake in, a, in the first episode of Quell's Kitchen over on Exquisite Corpse Presents. Um, from there, you'll find me playing Capers Cyberpunk over on Lost Caravan and Back to Bluebeard's Bride over on Girls Run These Worlds on Monday. Um, I, The production company I am with, Feathered Freaks Productions, we put on a Monster of the Week actual play podcast called Welcome to Reddington. I do audio editing I am uh, again a producer over there, and I'm one of the players, one of 15. Um, so, our next, our last episode just came out this Friday. So, you'll see us again in about two weeks. Everything else I am in, which is many, many, many things, um, you will see on my social media. Follow me on Twitter if you like the burning dumpster fires. Um, <laughs> if not, I am over on Blue Sky as well. Awesome thank you all so much if you
0: like this episode tell your friends the vod will be up soon and the podcast version will be live at autumn studios wherever you listen to your podcasts i love you i appreciate you all thank you so much stay safe have a good evening Bye. thanks for joining us